You are listening to Sports Talk Live with Ryan Foran here on Newberry College Radio. Listen to Ryan every Friday afternoon. Ryan has the hottest takes on campus, and you can chat with him live during the show on Twitter. Now it's time to start the show. Here's Ryan. the 10th of January, the year 2013. How's everybody going back with another Sports Talk podcast? Our first really official Sports Talk podcast here uh, for a long time. It's been a while since it's just been me and you you guys talking here on the, on the podcast. I know last week we had my good friend Eric Dion in here. We talked a lot, talked a lot about the uh, NFL playoff situation, Patriots, and um, just wanted to get back into it today here on uh, the show. We're going to cover a lot of things today on Sports Talk. The NHL lockout is finally over, and I've held a lot of it in. Uh, it, it ended uh, last Sunday. It ended on Sunday, excuse me. I uh, haven't made a video talking about it yet. haven't, you know, done anything with that yet. I wanted to save it for today, save everything that I wanted to talk about for today. So uh, we're going to get into that today. That's actually going to lead the show. What I wanted to lead the show when I was thinking about doing the show was going to be Pat's Texans, but you know, NHL, since the lockout is over, that's going to get priority today. So we're going to talk NHL, then we're going to get into the Pats, Texans, the breakdown, why this should be, you know, a, a win for the Patriots. We'll get into how I think everything's going to shape out on Sunday. That's a four, uh, should be a 4.30 game. And then in the last take, the uh, last segment of the show, we're going to get into the talk to take. We're going to talk about the MLB Hall of Fame voting. Nobody voted in uh, for the 2013 class, Vanked 2013 class this year. Nobody going into the hall. What I think about that whole situation about the steroid guy. Should they be in? Should they not be in? All of that coming on the way. But first, this is Sports Talk with Ryan Ferran. You can follow the show on Twitter. That's at Sports Talk RF. You could uh, send a tweet and uh, send your take and tweet. What do you think about all the stuff that's going on this week? All the stuff that we're talking about today. Anything else that I didn't cover that you want to talk about? Go right ahead. Send over a tweet. You can also follow me on my personal Twitter account at Ryan underscore for 12. And of course, the show is heard on podbean.com on, on my website. You can also leave comments and ratings there. Sports talk with Ryan Fran dot podbean.com. As well as iTunes, just go into the iTunes store and search Sports Talk with Ryan Ferran. It's going to pop right up. It's all free, obviously. I don't charge on, on uh, iTunes. That way, it's right in the iTunes store. Download it, and you can listen to it wherever you are. You can listen to Sports Talk on the go. You can listen to it on, listen to it on your iPhone when you're on the road, you know, at work, whatever. You can listen to Sports Talk wherever you are. Also, check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Sports Talk Extra with our F. And, of course, we're going to be getting into a little bit more of explaining the Newberry College radio thing in a little bit. But first, let's get back to sports here on Sports Talk, because that's what the name of the show is. It's not, you know, talk about Ryan Ferran's life. It's t- it's Sports Talk with Ryan Ferran. 
and we're getting into the NHL lockout. Oh, and, you know, if you're on board here, if this is the first time you've been listening because uh, you listened to the show last week if you because of Eric Dion, if he brought you over, if I brought you over, I know I'm going to be getting a lot of new listeners since uh, I started way back in the summer. So uh, thanks for coming over, and I hope that you enjoy this episode as well as all the others that I've done so far. Anyways, getting into the lockout. Ooh, thank God this lockout is over. Thank God no more NBA. No more talking about the NBA. Oh my, thank goodness we do not have to talk about the NBA anymore. All that fake crap, especially, I mean, you saw the Celtics with the Knicks, Kevin Garnett and Carmelo Anthony. All stupid stuff. No passion in that league. No, you know, grit. No heart in that league. It's all about getting the foul call. It's all about blaming somebody else. It's all about blaming the refs. It's all about all that crap. And thank God it's over. Thank God we don't have to talk about it. I don't have to talk about it. Nobody else has to talk about it. Throughout this whole season, this Patriots season, there's been nothing to carry over from game to game. Usually you have the Bruins, uh, it's only been the Celtics, and that's really been bad. That sucked, because I just don't, I just don't really like basketball that much. You know, it's the whole NBA, it's just the whole culture of that league where everybody just plays for the foul, they play for the whistle, and it, that just doesn't appeal to me. And I don't know how hardcore basketball fans, hardcore NBA fans, could sit there and still watch it. Because it's just so cringeworthy to sit there and see these guys that are just playing with no passion at all. And I'm just so glad that I'm not going to have to really talk about that. It's going to be mostly Bruins. I'll still talk about the Boston Celtics and maybe some other NBA stuff. You know, Don't get me wrong, I'm not completely leaving the NBA, but it's just nice that I don't have to have a focus on the NBA anymore. It's not the one thing after the NFL season's going to end. You know, there will be hockey. And thank God for that. Took 113 days to reach this point. 113 days to reach an agreement. Should have never gotten that far. Talk should have started way before the season even ended. Should have started a couple years ago. And instead, they decided to wait around and wait around and... Now, you know, we have this lockout that lasted for a long time, and it's and it sucks. You know, I remember I was young when the last lockout happened, but, you know, that was that was terrible. This one sucked. No hockey for a long time, but it is back. And so we can all rejoice. We can all get ready. All of, all of us puckheads here, we can all... And don't, uh, don't think I was saying a, a bad word on that one. That is uh, a term that, you know, has come up recently. And well, maybe not recently, but it's a term that's really funny, you know, a puckhead. And I think, you know, it's just someone that really enjoys the sport and, and can't get enough of it. And I certainly can't. Interesting yesterday that Gary Bedman and Jeremy Jacobs both came out, had a press conference, made some statements about the lockout and going to read some quotes here. These are just the abridged versions. These are not the full quotes. Start with Gary Bettman. Most importantly to our fans who love and have missed NHL hockey, I am sorry. I know that an explanation or an apology will not erase the hard feelings that have built up over the past few months, but I owe you an apology nevertheless. As the commissioner in the National Hockey League, it sometimes falls upon me to make the tough decisions that disappoint and occasionally anger players and fans. This was a long and extremely difficult negotiation, one that took a lot longer than anybody wanted. I know it caused frustration, disappointment, and even suffering to a lot of people who supported the National Hockey League in many different ways. Then you get Jeremy Jacobs. This great game has been gone for far too long, and for that we are truly sorry. There's no doubt we all love this game. And then I look at this stuff, and then, you know, they were 
on camera doing all this 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 garbage. And that's exactly what it is. It's garbage. All these quotes here, it's all garbage. They don't care. And they showed that. They've shown that many times. Especially when Gary Bettman has been in power and Jeremy Jacobs has been the head of the governor's uh, board, the head of the owners, if you don't know the governor's board, it's the head of the owners. They've shown that they really don't give a damn. They don't give a damn about the players on the ice. They don't give a damn about the fans. They don't give a damn about anybody except themselves and the money that they make. I find this pitiful and the lowest excuse for any sort of apology. And it's just crap. Because, to be quite honest with you, I don't need an apology. I don't care what they have to say. They showed who they truly were. 113 days for this stupid walkout where negotiations could have taken place over a couple hours. They weren't going to give in until they had to. And that showed. Now, obviously, on the other side with the players, you had a guy that was ready to go with them. You had a guy that was ready to play their game. Donald Fear, a tough, hard-nosed guy that played right into the hands of the NHL. They did not want to move until they had to. Until it really came down to losing the season, they did not want to move. I know this. I mean, I, I think a lot of people know this. They didn't want to lose the season. The NHL, the owners, they didn't want to lose the season. Which, you know, I, I would... I would hope that that's true, that there's been a lot of reports that they did not want to lose the whole season, and I don't think they did either. So, they had a guy that was not going to give in until the very, very end, and that's exactly what they did. They did not give in until they knew, hey, we gotta, you know, get some, get we gotta get a move on here. So, what they showed is that they don't care. And I know that they don't care. They really don't care about us. They don't care about me. They don't care about anybody else but themselves and the money. This just goes back to it. This goes back to, you know, the whole, any labor negotiation in sports. You know, if you want to run your business, and that's exactly what it is. Sports is a business, and we all have to understand that. But if you run a business with sports, you got to understand that you're not just catering for yourself. You're not just catering to get money for yourself. You're catering to people that truly care and devote themselves to this. Whether it's the players or the fans that watch every night or the media that covers the team. People devote themselves, devote their lives to these games, to this sport, to these teams. And when you take that away because of some stupid labor negotiation, you got to realize that it's different than any other business. You have to realize that running and owning a sports franchise is different than having a you know, toilet paper company. You know, when you want to get bottom dollar, when you want to get the best deal for your, I don't know, your... You know, your tomato can company or whatever it is. If you want to get the, you know, the best price and you want to go hard in negotiations for that, all the power to you. Free country. You can do whatever you want with that. You know, if you want to get the, the absolute best prices and the absolute best deal for all that stuff, you know, the toilet paper, like I said, those sort of companies, that's fine. You, nobody has any problem with that. But when it comes to sports and you have people hanging on these negotiations and hanging on everything that happens with these teams... You gotta take that into account and you have to realize, oh crap, people are waiting for this. People love this. People come out, you know, every single year for this stuff. Players devote their lives to this. And we're we're going on 113 days with this lockout? Absolute bullcrap. And so it frustrates me as a fan because anything that you've ever done, support, you know, put money into the team, whatever, it just doesn't matter. And no matter what happens, no matter what the attendance numbers are on TV numbers, no matter how good the league grows, it's just not going to matter with these guys. And 
a thing that they have to realize, too, is that the NHL has come a long way. A long way, especially from the last lockout. Uh, they still got a long way to go. A lot of places in the country uh, don't embrace hockey. A lot of places, you know, they don't. They just don't get it. They just don't like hockey. I mean, I mean, that's that's just the way it is. But after the last lockout, they were slowly gaining popularity. They were slowing go. They were they were slowly gaining and slowly getting higher TV numbers and getting those casual fans. Things like the Winter Classic. Oh, that's cool. It's hockey. It's out in the snow. It's out in Ralph Wilson Stadium. It's out in Wrigley Field. It's out in Fenway Park. Oh, that's cool. What's this? You know, the shootout, which I hate. I hate the shootout. It bugs me anything, anything. There's nothing else in hockey that bugs me more than the shootout. Well, maybe diving. But the shootout is one of them. And as much as I hate it, it attracts the the, uh, the casual fans. It gets more people in, into the sport. And you have this labor negotiation, and you just cut all of those things down. All of those things that you've worked so hard to get. Since the last logo, you just cut them down. And it doesn't make any sense because they don't realize that they're not running a toilet paper business. They're not running a tomato can business. They're running a franchise, a sports franchise. And it's different when you have these people that love and devote their lives and devote their time and devote their money to the sport and to the team. They just don't get it. Gary Bettman and Jeremy Jacobs, the two people that have the highest power in these negotiations on the owner's side... They just don't get it. And in eight years or ten, it's probably going to be eight, when they want to opt out, if Gary Bettman and Jeremy Jacobs are still in power, we're going to go through this thing all over again. It's going to happen again if they're still there. So, if I'm on the side here of the owners, especially small market teams like a Florida or a Tampa Bay or Dallas or... A uh, or even a Winnipeg small market, I would want those guys out of power. Take Jeremy Jacobs out. Get a guy that's going to be willing to get to the bottom of negotiation. Get somebody that wants to have hockey. Get somebody that wants to get his, get his players back on the ice. And get Gary Bettman out of there because he's a huge problem with it as well. All he cares about is the money. And it's just bullcrap. Oh, we wanted hockey. There is no doubt that we love this game. You don't give a crap about the game, Jeremy Jacobs. All you care about is Delaware North companies and making the money. That's all you care about. And don't even try to come up with this crap that we love the game. You don't love the game. If you loved the game, they would have started on October 1st. You would have come to an agreement then. Not, you know, 113 days later. So that, you know, that bugged me, those quotes. And, you know, and I used to, because, you know, the last lockout, I was kind of young. Um, so I didn't really, I never really understood why when Gary Bettman always would speak in front of a group, uh, when there was fans, hockey fans around that he'd always get booed, especially Stanley Cup celebration, he'd always get booed. I just never understood why, because I was, I was young back then and now I do. And now I understand why people hate him. And now I understand why people just boo his ass anywhere he goes. So those quotes bothered me, but in the end... I am happy that hockey is back, and Saturday night, January 19th, the Bruins open up at home in the TD Garden against the New York Rangers, and I cannot wait for that game. I cannot wait. Garden's going to be rocking. Bruins, Rangers, it's going to be unbelievable. That's going to be a great matchup, and I can't wait for it.
I cannot wait to get it back. Drop the puck already. Let's go. It's going to be a sprint to the finish. That's coming up next. And here's a little audio scam for you. We'll be right back here on Sports Talk. Back in here on Sports Talk, and I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, you, you heard a new intro, and I forgot to mention, I was going to mention this right as I was uh, doing the show. The new intro is for the Sports Talk live show on Newberry College Radio. If you haven't listened to Newberry College Radio, it's great. And, um, you know, I, can't, I, I don't want to keep bragging about this, but, I, you know, I, I have to, <laughs> I don't want it to seem like I'm being, you know, like like I'm too, like, big for it, or my, my, it's going all in my head, but... You know, I do want people to start listening. You know, I am the station manager over at the uh, over at Newberry College Radio, my college radio station. We're brand new. We just really started this November, but we haven't officially launched yet. And I do a live show every single Friday. It's pretty much what you see here. It's called Sports Talk Live instead of just the Sports Talk Podcast. So that is the new intro instead of my intro that I usually have on the podcast. That is the new intro that we are going to be using on Newberry College Radio, and so you got a little bit of that. If you were kind of wondering, wait a minute, this is a Newberry College Radio, but that's going to be the new intro for the radio show, the live radio show. And uh, over in the, in the talk to take, I'll explain a little bit more about Newberry College Radio and the times probably that you can uh, listen to me. But coming up next, coming up right now, Patriots-Texans this Sunday. It's in Gillette, 4.30 game on CBS. Should be a good one. And overall, I think the Patriots can handle these guys at home. I really do. I think the Patriots, you know, I think this is going to be a closer sort of game in the beginning. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. A lot of people call for a blowout. I just don't I just don't see it. I do, however, believe that the Patriots will come away with this one. And I think that it might be a little closer at the beginning. You know, two teams filling each other out, seeing what's going on. But I think the Patriots are able to pull away with it at the end. I just don't think that the Texans have what it takes I think they're very very conservative I think Gary Kubiak is very conservative I think he would rather much rather stay back and instead of attacking he wants to just stay back and run the ball with Arian Foster now Arian Foster is one of the best running backs in football but that's not how you beat the Patriots up front the Patriots are pretty pretty good they're actually really good and that's not how you're going to beat the Patriots you're not going to beat the Patriots by just running you know, if you run into, if you keep running into the line, well, that's not really going to help. Patriots will be able to take down Foster because they have a really good line headed up by by Vince Wilfork. I think that everybody knows that the way to beat this Patriots team is by passing. You got to attack the secondary because even though the secondary has been improving, they're still, you know, not they're not spectacular. So I think one way to uh, I think the way to beat the Patriots is just to, you know, go at them. Spread, spread out, spread out your wide receivers, spread out your offense, just go right at it. And once you have an opening, go for the run. But I think that Texans really need to attack the Patriots through the air. And I think if the Patriots just play their game, they'll be good. And I think the Patriots, same thing. Just open it up and attack the Texans. I think the Patriots will be fine. And I think the Patriots can, I think the Patriots are a better team. And I think that they should win. And I think that the Texans were ex- almost really exposed in that Week 14 game against the Patriots. I mean, they lost 42-14 to 14 as the final score. But I think that 
everyone had this inflated notion that the Texans were unquestionably the best team in the AFC, if not football. And you saw them get just get demolished on the road. I mean, they were still the number one seed at that point, and everyone thought, well, their defense is really good, and then all of a sudden they get destroyed, and it was almost like everyone was like knew what was happening. I think that, I mean, they, they didn't win a lot of games after that. And I think that they were almost exposed. And I think Schaub was really affected by it. I think that that game really got into Schaub's head because he has not been good since that since that game. Just one touchdown pass since that game. Three interceptions. I just think he got into his head. I think that that game got into his head and I just think that he just hasn't been the same player since. I think, like I said, it could be a close game early on. But I think the Patriots are going to pull it on the end. It comes also down to, you know, how are the Texans going to stop Brady? If they cover Welker and Lloyd, well, you still have Gronkowski and Hernandez. You're still going to have to find people for that. And who's going to cover Gronkowski? Gronkowski didn't play in the Week 14 matchup, which the Patriots won. So who's going to cover Gronk? That's still a question that I don't think the, the Texans can answer. I don't think they have anybody to cover him. I mean, then there's always the argument, well, there's really nobody that could cover him in the league. True, but at the same time, who, do, who are you going to put on him? Who's your answer? I don't think that they have an answer. I don't think that the Texans really know how they're going to defend him. Going, knowing all that, you know, even if they do double up on Gronkowski, make sure that Walker's locked down, you're still going to have guys open. You're still going to have Lloyd. You're still going to have Aaron Hernandez. Any one of these receivers that the Patriots have, have the ability to go for a big game. Brandon Lloyd hasn't been that big of a player uh, for the Patriots so far this season, but any opportunity, he could go for a pretty big game. And I wouldn't be surprised. So I think that overall, the Patriots should win this game. I think that it could be close in the first half. Maybe, you know, you go into halftime or you go into the second quarter maybe and it's close, it's a little neck and neck. But I think overall, in the end, the Patriots are able to figure him out, and they walk away with this one. Telling quote by Belichick during his press conference yesterday, you don't win by, you know, sitting in the foxhole. You know, you got to go and attack. And I think that's the right way to do it. And I don't think that the Texans do that often enough. I think that they're just a very conservative team. They're a very conservative coach, and I think that they just would more want to, they, they want to just run the ball, and hope for the best, instead of chucking it downfield, which they're going to have to do that to beat the Patriots, number one. Number two, that's the way that the league works. And if they're not going to do that, then they're uh, they're a little bit out of luck. They're not going to last long if that happens. So overall, Patriots should win this weekend, and they should have a chance to play the AFC Championship game. Who knows what's going to happen with that, but we'll see. Coming up next... Going to get into the Talk to Take, MLB Hall of Fame voting. Also, what you can expect from Sports Talk, from the Sports Talk podcast coming up in the next, uh, over the next couple of months. That's next.
again here on the Talk to Jake right here on Sports Talk. Of course, always send in uh, what you're thinking about any of the stuff that we've talked about today at Sports Talk RF is the Twitter. Also, hit up my personal Twitter account at Ryan underscore Fran12. I'm always live tweeting during games, Patriots games, eventually Bruins games, tweeting about anything else. So uh, give me a follow there if you would like. And again, thanks for listening. Today on today's show, a quick take, and then we're going to get into some uh, news about the show. Uh, the BBWAA votes zero players into the Hall of Fame this year. Craig Biggio led the voting with 68% of the vote but did not get in. And this all comes down to, should these steroid guys get in? And I have a, I have a simple solution. you got to think that everybody was dirty during that era, because pretty much everybody was. So, if everybody is dirty, then you evaluate the talent. Don't look at the numbers, because the numbers don't mean anything if everybody was dirty. You look at the talent. Is Craig Biggio a Hall of Fame talent? Eh, probably not. Was he ever the best player in the league? Mm, no. Maybe he was top five in the National League at one point, but he was never the top guy, or even close. You gotta look at the talent. Was he a Hall of Fame caliber talent? Take out the 3,000 hits... Take on any accolade you want. Was he a Hall of Fame talent? I don't think so. I don't think that he should be voted in just because he had the 3,000 hits. Whether he was clean or not, doesn't matter. Don't look at the numbers. Look at the guy. Look at a guy like Barry Bonds. Sure, he has the numbers, but was he a Hall of Fame talent? Absolutely he was. He was always a great player. Always. A guy like Roger Clemens. Should he be in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Look at the talent. A guy like Mark McGuire, should he be, or Sammy Sosa, should they be in the Hall of Fame? No, absolutely not. Mark McGuire, especially, let's look at McGuire. What did he ever do? He hit home runs. He hit for slugging. That was all he did. Slugging percentage and home runs. That was the only thing he was concerned about. Didn't hit for average. Couldn't run to save his life. And he was terrible at fielding. So he only did one thing well, and that was to hit the ball over the fence. That was all he ever did. So, and same thing pretty much for Sammy Sosa. He had some stolen base numbers, but overall, what was he good for? Hit the ball over the fence. Even if he had steroids or didn't have steroids, if all he was doing was just chucking the ball over the fence, that's not really Hall of Fame talent for me. I don't, I don't consider a guy that all he was good for was just to hit home runs a Hall of Famer. Now, if he had the slugging numbers and he had the power numbers, but he could also do other things... Like, maybe if he won a few gold gloves and he was a really good fielder and he could, you know, get a hit when he needed him to on base and everything was, you know, all peachy, then maybe he, maybe I'd be more inclined to want to vote him in. But since he wasn't like that, I wouldn't want him in the Hall of Fame. So that's sort of like my line for it. Everyone was dirty. So don't, don't say, well, this guy was dirty, so he's not getting in. But I don't think that he was dirty, so he's going to get it. Like, you can't do that. Because who knows? You know, Craig Biggio has never been on the list for steroids. But, you know, who knows if he did? Who knows? You know, he could have taken him and just didn't get caught. I don't understand how you can vote in Craig Biggio because, well, he never took steroids. And then on the other hand, Barry Bonds, no, he did. He took him so he can't go in. Everyone was dirty. The whole league was at that point. So you're splitting hairs if you're going to say one guy should go in over the other. So that's my thoughts. On the uh, Hall of Fame voting. That's how you should evaluate it. At least for me. That's how you should evaluate it. So all these guys. Bond should have gotten in. Clem should have gotten in. 
You know, these these big names, you know, evaluate the talent. Bonds and Clem should have gotten in because they're Hall of Fame talent. Sammy Sosa, no. Mark McGuire, no. But Bonds and Clemens should get in because they were good talents. And now getting to a little bit of news here uh, for the show, at least. I'm going back to school next week, I believe it is. Yes, it is. It is next Wednesday. I'm going back to school. So that's going to mean that we're going to get into a regular rhythm here with sports talk. I haven't really been doing sports talks on a regular basis uh, in a while, ever since the summer, because, you know, I, I really wasn't prepared for the school year and every all the work that was going to be put into it but now I can sort of prepare for it so I'm looking to get at least one sports talk up a week now I'm not sure when that's going to be I haven't decided when what days I'm going to do what days you can expect a sports talk because I'm still trying to work out my schedule so I'm not sure exactly as I'm going through I'll find a day that you know would be the best and then I'll get a sports talk out then um to update you for the for the radio I'm going to be on radio for sports Every Friday afternoon from 11 till 12. So a little bit of the midday slot there for an hour. Completely live. So you can tweet in as, you know, follow me on Twitter at Ryan underscore friend 12. We're also going to have the Newberry College Radio Twitter working. And so you can tweet at me during the show. I'm going to be live so I can answer your tweets live. I'll give you a shout out. So that's going to be coming soon. Uh, Next week, hopefully next Friday, is when I'll do my first show back. I am also on Monday mornings. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Monday mornings, and I'm going to be doing music. I have a show. It's called Rock Random Radio. I play all different kinds of rock music. I've been, you know, I love doing that, you know. And so, obviously, you know, I don't want to be a DJ. I want to, you know, because being a DJ, it's not as you know good as everyone thinks it is. It's not as glamorous as it used to be. So I don't want to be a DJ, but I obviously want to do sports, sports talk. But I, I still love playing the music. And I still love doing that. Because uh, I get to play my music and it's fun. So, also going to be on Monday mornings. It's usually last semester I did it Thursday mornings from eight to nine. So maybe it'll be there as well. I don't know. I'm still gonna have to work it out. So I'll I'll tweet out and put it on Podbean the official times and all that um, for my shows and also YouTube. I'm gonna be updating YouTube. Those are gonna be really short videos. Those are gonna be like four or five minute videos because you gotta think. I'm gonna be talking sports on radio. On podcasts and then YouTube. So all in one week. I'm going to have to sort of divide it up as to what I'm going to talk about. You know put my best stuff here. And least thing here. And all that kind of stuff. So once I you know get that all worked out. You know every week we're going to have live Friday shows. About sports on Newberry College Radio. A sports talk podcast thrown in there. And then a sports talk extra thrown in there as well. Going to be very exciting here coming up in the spring months. Bruins are back. Patriots going for the Super Bowl. It's fun, and I hope that you all join me wherever you can, whether it's on here on on Podbean with the podcast, it's on live radio, or it's on YouTube. It's going to be fun seeing what's going to go down here for these teams in the next couple of months. I just hope that you're going to come aboard with us here on Sports Talk because it's going to get better, and it's going to get a lot of fun coming up in the next couple of months. And so that's going to end the Sports Talk podcast for today. I do want to thank everybody for listening. I do want to thank AudioScam for letting me use their music. Hope you're all enjoying that. We will talk to you later. We will talk to you sometime next week. I'm not exactly sure when. Maybe I'll do an update on on uh, YouTube.com forward slash Sports Talk Extra with RF. I'm going to have the link in there anyway, so don't worry about it. And um, so that's going to be coming up soon. But as for right now, uh, everybody have a great weekend. Go Pats. Enjoy the games. 
and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. 